we realise teaching is as challenging as it is rewarding. Building your supportive community through mentoring, sharing experiences, taking care of your well-being and getting connected is what this podcast is all about. I'm your host, Catherine Williams, with 30 years of experience in the classroom. I'm here to give you support and get you connected because together we are stronger. Hi friends and welcome to episode two of the Get Connected podcast in its second season. Gosh, it's been a little while since the last episode. After sharing an episode at the beginning of the year, I decided to put the podcast on hold for a couple of reasons. For each episode, I like to devote plenty of time articulating, writing and editing my thoughts. I decided to take a step back from the podcast because of the additional workload associated with the beginning of the school year and my new part-time teaching role, my gardening business and online study. I'm keeping it very transparent here. I'd like to also add, I felt some self-doubt about my podcast inability. You know, the typical... Is what I'm doing really relevant? Is this what the audience wants to hear? Do I sound boring? And of course, the big comparison. My podcast is not as good as... I had to give myself a wake-up-to-yourself pep talk, reset my mindset and focus on my purpose for podcasting, which is to provide connection and support through sharing our experiences. In light of recent events with the worldwide pandemic, lockdowns and the world having to distance itself. Staying connected has become an even higher priority than before. I had to do something to provide emotional support, positivity, hope and an avenue for others to stay connected. Just before our borders went into lockdown, I was fortunate to spend a wonderful weekend experience with passionate teachers from around Australia who had gathered together for the Hello Literacy Conference with the incredible Jen Jones. By the way, you have to get yourself to one of these fabulous conferences. I was like a sponge, soaking in all the literacy ideas, best practices and learning for listening, speaking, reading and writing. Just on a side note, while we are in this social distancing, stay-at-home, remote learning phase, if you can't get to a Hello Lit Con, Jen is providing online virtual conferences. After that weekend, I felt renewed as an educator. Along with being inspired, I was also connected. I was blessed to turn online friends into friends in real life, to experience their deep support and love for others and providing the best for their students. I literally, I mean literally, had withdrawals the following days and was missing their company, the face-to-face connection. I was not prepared for how much life would change the following week. Pandemic cases reaching our shore, social distancing, avoiding close physical proximity to others, keeping the 1.5 or the 5 feet distance, schools closing. No, in some states they were staying open. Suddenly families were encouraged to keep children at home. Schools had minimal students and were thrust into the chaos of online, remote learning from home. Some states went into pupil-free days and an earlier term break. This quickly turned into home isolation, only to leave for essentials as a means to help keep us safe and stop the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Everyone was thrown straight into the deep end of the pool. In a world of uncertainty, to work out how they were going to reach and teach children at home 
to keep their studies going. Schools deciding what platform they were going to use to implement remote learning, trying to give PD to teachers to upskill them in technology, for example, the Google Classroom, Microsoft Teams, Seesaw and Zoom. Some educators had students in their classroom while providing online learning to students at home. Others pushed out of their comfort zones to include the use of video to deliver content to students. Educators have been asked to incorporate significant changes in such a short amount of time and of course this has an enormous impact. Educators were used to being in control of most situations. Suddenly they were trying to keep up with the frequent changes, some occurring by the hour. There were different directives across our states and territories. Some areas in the Northern Hemisphere like the United States have announced school closures for the remainder of the year which was to finish in late May-June. Again, most of these schools, in varying degrees, are also trying to assist students with their at-home learning. Don't forget, we're in the middle of a health crisis. People are losing loved ones, and others are ill. Everyone is worried about the health of their family, their friends, and trying to keep themselves safe. There is also the economic impact. Businesses having to close, staff being made redundant, no income, not knowing if you are going to be able to afford to pay for the essentials. I know what it's like to live week to week with one income, but to have your partner lose their regular income or worse, both of you, it is extremely stressful. Educators are generally very empathetic, worrying about the well-being of their students. We know many students come to school to be loved and it's safer than being at home. At school there are routines, a caring adult and provisions for lunch. Being kept at home in social isolation places many students in situations where their well-being is compromised. And what about the inequity being widened by remote learning? Unfortunately, we cannot control what happens at home, but our school support system can still be vigilant. It is important these students and families have support and means to stay in contact with others. As we move to online learning, most students and families are able to check in from home. However, there are others who don't have this or don't have it as a regular access. For those without digital access, a phone call or a note in the mail could help keep the connection. Not to check up on their schoolwork, but to check on how they are doing. Teaching completely online or providing a work booklet is also not part of your teaching pedagogy. It's not just a matter of transferring learning to an online format. Academic content also has to be flexible and adjustments provided. Personally, I feel the well-being of your school community, which includes you, takes precedent over the academics. So, my friends, how are you doing? Are you okay? Just about every day-to-day -day routine you have is now changed. Please still give yourself time to adjust. Suddenly, we are in information overload. On one hand, every piece of media is all about the pandemic and health warnings. On the other hand, there are all the resources for online remote learning at home for teachers and families. We are inundated through social media how other educators and families are dealing with home isolation and remote teaching and learning. And perhaps we start comparing. Should I be doing what they're doing? We look to others for guidance, but we aren't sure if we're doing it right. 
The thing is, it's okay. What you are doing is good enough. Even with federal and state directives, each school is responding to its own circumstances. In uncertain times, we seek assurance that everything is going to be all right. With this unprecedented situation, no one has experienced this before and no instruction manual has been written. It's all learning as we go. Right now, the mental health and social-emotional well-being of ourselves, families and students should be taking precedence. We are all dealing with things in our own way. I've found the toughest part is being physically distanced from my family. Also, missing out on shared life experiences like celebrations. I find in projects helpful to occupy my time, provide a creative outlet and some physical work. We are also allowed to leave our homes for a walk and this has been very helpful. If you want to, And I'll say it again, if you want to, look for opportunities to learn a new skill. Spend time on those things you've always wanted to learn like online courses. Get through that book pile, garden, get odd jobs done around the house, walk, cook, keep a journal, explore the creative side. Some are drawn to creating and sharing resources, especially for the online learning. Some are using a creative outlet to express themselves and nurture their health and well-being. Others are taking the time to do family activities or simply time for themselves. Do what makes you happy, which is different for everyone. Try to keep a work-home balance. Set some boundaries and don't let work take over your home. Besides, if you're trying to work from home with your own children, sometimes you just have to drop all the work and be a family. The thing to remember most is, we will get through this. It is what it is. Many things are out of our control. What is in our control is how we react and the decisions we make. And we are all reacting to the situation in our own ways. Look for the joy in your life. What are the things you are grateful for? When you start each day focusing on what we are thankful for, you start searching for more of these moments. Hold on to hope and your faith. Keep nourishing your spiritual well-being. I am here for you. Please, please reach out so I can help you in any possible way. I am a good listener. Please stay in frequent contact with your family, friends, neighbours, colleagues, students and school community. Thank you for listening. Stay safe as I leave this thought with you. Out of adversity can come unexpected goodness. In the very least, it can show us what is really important. Please help me out by subscribing to this podcast and take a quick moment to leave a review and rating as this will ensure the podcast reaches a wider audience and builds our community. Connect with me on social media at kathwilliams05 on Instagram and Twitter so we can continue the conversations. Thanks again for tuning in. Talk to you soon on the next episode of Get Connected.